Ah, uh, this this one is hopefully going to be like twenty minutes. It's just all of like one hundred words will be shared. Yeah, I know. I think we should just clarify that we as uh, well. They're very kind of slipshod in the past, but we deliberately said we had no topic today. So it's going to be... <laughs> Welcome to Santos in 14. <laughs> uh, Damien May... said to me about 10 seconds ago that uh, if he wasn't doing this with me, uh, he'd be in bed. So strap yourself in. <laughs> this is going to be an incredible... I mean, I'm thinking this is going to be a two or three hour podcast. We're oh. going to cover everything. We're going to talk about our religious beliefs, uh, Damien's homophobia and how he's trying to overcome it. <laughs> uh, and more words and so on. Give them to me. Fourteen. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I thought I thought to myself, what's the topic today? When I got out of bed and I just sent you a message about movies or something, I don't actually have anything to say about movies uh, ever again. You know, they're great. <laughs> Without but movies, I'd just just be sat sitting, uh, <laughs> taking you know, looking at. A, I don't even want to finish the sentence. I don't but... believe that you have been watching movies. I think you have been just sat in silence in a dark corner, so trying to convince these people that you're relatively normal. They know you're yeah. not. All right, you can dispense with the pretense. It's absolutely fine. I definitely. Uh, watched a lot of a lot more fiction movies in the last month than I have done uh, for years. I moved, I moved, and the internet people were very very slow in installing the internet. Unfortunately, uh, so I had like three weeks where I should have had like two days without the internet, uh, and I ended up borrowing loads of DVDs. <laughs> I was going to cut you to the quick and say, have you been watching DVDs? All right, so yeah. if you've borrowed DVDs, I guess it's been like five weeks of watching nothing but white chicks. <laughs> Didn't have white chicks, but I did watch Mr. Deeds. Uh, it was kind of a variety. Like, you have The Revenant. That's kind of like probably like the best movie there. And then there were other things which were uh, amusing to watch. But then like you had like Mr. Deeds and Click. All oh, right. Okay. Um, so, I must what, ask I'm, if you've got this like treasure trove of Sandler films. Who did you borrow these DVDs from? Christina's mom. <laughs> you did mention that you've been watching a lot of Doom recently. I mean, a lot of Doom. There's only one Doom, so <laughs> so that was the that was the diamond in that little uh, package. Then was it just on on repeat? Um, yeah, do, you know, yeah, it it was definitely sort of nice and nostalgic going through all of these sort of very naff DVD menus and all of that. It was also pretty good, you know, not having any ads at all. And all, all the trailers were, you know, inevitably hilarious. <laughs> what was the, were there any good ones? Or was it just well, pretty... What the one of um I can't I think I watched Chicago and one of the trailers on there I think was What Women Want, which I also have and watched because of it. <laughs> well, double feature. Back that shit up. <laughs> yeah, Lethal Weapon Three and What Women Want. <laughs> Questions were asked upon my wife's arrival from work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I watched a lot more I don't know even why I bothered to say that. Just yeah, movies are great, aren't they? <laughs> do something with your time you know as you're waiting 
for Godot. Well, I haven't been watching movies, but I, I have watched a couple of You have of been watching the DVD logo bounce back and forth, <gasps> have you? I, I would... No, I wouldn't like that, but I remember it fondly for some reason. <laughs> Maybe it's that skit from The Office, so I can surreptitiously live through it, but not actually do it. No, I watched... Yes, it's amazing, actually, isn't it? Like, I, I didn't watch The Office US for years, but I'm kind of impressed by how both they managed to make it feel... Like, the, the actual Office, make it feel, like, bland and oppressive, and like, oh, God, I wouldn't want to actually work there, but also completely glamorize it. Hmm. That's way more fun than any real office. <laughs> like, it's got all these characters. I can't remember what the characters are called. But, like, if you worked with a Kevin, the the big bald guy, that'd be great. You mm. never work with anyone like that. It's all the little blonde bitch. They're all, it's all of them. Like, you just work with 12 of them. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, and... if, if I had that, I wouldn't necessarily settle for it, but I wouldn't have such bitter... And sullen memories of my time in office work. Granted, mine was early. Did you do office work, Damien? Technically, yes, when I worked in telemarketing. Yeah, right. Okay. Albeit for like two, three months. It was, in a, 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 it was in an office, but it was always after hours. So I imagine during the day, yeah, it was, um, I don't know what it did. but it, what, it was like somebody else's office and they had no idea that you guys were using it. I maybe yeah I mean it's always I'd always turn up at like six um and it was a f full complete office sometimes we'd there was a like a main main hub and then there were various kind of like conference rooms but the conference rooms they kind of kit out with the telephones for us and what have you but sometimes you know if there weren't enough uh, if if everyone turned up for shift they'd have to put you in like the main hall and they were always reluctant to do that because there were cameras there. <laughs> they knew that we weren't supposed to be there, presumably. Oh, interesting. It sounds like the business class of shit jobs. Like, sorry, we've overbooked. <laughs> Would you like to downgrade to not having uh, income today? Yeah, well, I, I didn't mind as long as, you know, there was paper. Then I knew I could doodle for like six hours or whatever it would be. I'd be there, so um, I was quite fine. If in, at least in the hall, you get the the nicer chairs, so I could I could kind of get on board with that. Well, this sounds like an interesting avenue, avenue Davian. Why were they nicer chairs? Uh, they would oscillate if so required. What? <laughs> it would oscillate. <laughs> no, well, so they were motorized. No, but I could turn left no. to right, and that but was to one a way limited to point. Like you couldn't mind. turn right ways forever. You could. Turn right, and then you have to go back. No, no, you you could spin around until you got sick, and this is absolutely right. what I would do. Or at least until like the call in your headphones would snap you back. I had a yeah. solution for that, and I would get busted all the time. But the solution was take off the headset. It worked a fucking treat. But I, alas, <laughs> they didn't. You know, that was that was the first red flag. You know, they seek those motherfuckers out. Why have you taken it off? Yeah. To to do the chair thing. We've told you that calling people up and hassling them for money is more important than the chair thing. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, one of the things that was kind of really sucky about that job, every time we've, you know, you've called these kind of automated hotlines, you get through to an operator, they always specify that this call is being monitored for quality pump purposes. It's not being yeah. monitored for quality purposes. It's being monitored to make sure they're doing their fucking job. Because if yeah. you weren't, if they, they would, periodically listen to everybody on these fucking calls mm -hmm. um and they didn't care if you know you could start like 
raging out on the phone, they probably they, they didn't give a shit. But they, if they um, they would they would go through the different lines, and if they heard yeah. that they had a deadline and you weren't talking to anybody, it's like, damn, <laughs> this motherfucker's going down. They seek so you out like just a... be talking. It doesn't really matter what you're doing, but just be. We can't. We hear that you're not even dialing at the moment. What is going on here? Well, I was drawing. I was drawing pictures, sir. I was drawing, <laughs> like actually trying to explain what you're doing. I just, you know, to be honest with you, it's just soul destroying. I would just rather sit here and and not do it. Oh well, if it's soul destroying, fair enough. Well, I was never that upfront with people back then. No, in fact, it was kind of the op- I, I knew I was half-assing that job, and I half-assed it more than any job I've ever had. But I, st- I ter- would turn up early for my shift just so I, uh, I, I knew that I could get the uh, the phone and the computer right in the corner in a blind spot, ah. so I could kind of freely draw all fucking night. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for you. Yes, I'd have to go through. Like, it had a system where it didn't auto dial anything, so it give you the phone numbers. And you have to manually punch them in, and um, you type up the number. And you'd have to, once you've gone through the call, you'd have to before it would give you the next number. You'd have to discuss how with a little kind of system how it went. Um, uh, so you'd mm. click a couple of buttons. It'd be like a drop down menu with a selection of like five or six options. Um, I forget what they are. It's like someone picked up, um, wasn't interested, picked up, listened to the script, picked up, went for it, or something like that. And right down at the bottom, it was like no, no answer. Um, but you'd have to punch in a number for that to be viable. So I would, right? I'd punch in the number, but always put in a different number at the end. And to my, at the time, it worked a treat. But I, I was, I got up. I, very luckily got off scot-free because changing one number doesn't actually uh, mean that you're not going to get through, actually dial someone's number and get through to someone. But for whatever reason, it worked a treat. And I, for all the people that came up on this list, I didn't speak to anyone. That's amazing. <laughs> no, no, it really isn't. What a, what a horrible memory to revisit. <laughs> oh, you got a lot of musical... Uh inspiration from there though didn't you <laughs> oh yes for a few for a few brief shifts i worked with uh amateur rappers yeah and i i, I think i staked them out one shift and i left my phone on record for most of a shift hoping that i would catch them doing their work workshopping their their routine their material <laughs> yeah because uh, I, I, th- I remember he did it the night before. I, th- I feel I've already, yeah. I must. I mentioned to you definitely on on a few occasions. But yeah, masterful wordsmithery when this dude would rhyme the word G with G. <laughs> G the better part. You know what I'm saying? G half yes. a dozen times in his verse. My God, he was spitting hot fire. The man wasn't ready to hear. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just the fact that you would write it like that as well, like you. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, he just sucked. He, I mean, I guess he's probably graduated from that call center, and he's now working in a Tesco with you know like a couple of kids at this point. It's been ten years. His life's going nowhere now. His kids are probably doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> They've got stories about their dad used to be in the rap game. <laughs> G. G. <laughs> I just did a video where I 
um, was trying to get as much footage of dumpsters on fire as I could. <laughs> and one of the videos I came across there was like eight hours of dumpster ASMR. <laughs> Um, Presumably which I didn't on click fire. On, <laughs> no, they, it was just uh, that was just trash being compacted. Oh, really? I mean, I don't know. Presumably, yeah. Presumably, it was like you know, just someone recorded it at landfill, so it would also be like beep, beep, beep. What do you think I could get the motor out of this fridge? Beep. <laughs> cow, 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 cow. I don't, I don't know, know if you're trying to ridicule it, but Sash. I want to watch it like right now. That's going to be like my but white noise. But do you want noise. to watch it for eight hours? <laughs> It'll be my white noise when I fall asleep. Absolutely. Maybe um, just to get the flavour of it, you could watch like the uh, Trash Compactor ASMR medley. <laughs> where they've, you know, edited like the half an hour, edited the edited, edited the edited, edited the half an hour mark with the like three hour mark. Oh, yeah, you can tell, yeah, it's raining now. You can hear the rain falling off the polystyrene chip packets. It actually sounds quite nice. Damn it. Tinnitus is a cruel mistress. Um, okay, the dumpster sounds... Okay, well... <laughs> what what does your tinnitus sound like? And is it constant? It is constant. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's much more high-pitched than that. I can't identify the pitch, but it's in both ears. I shredded them when I was quite young. Um, it's been like 14 years. It's been constant. Um, it doesn't necessarily impair my hearing, but if things get too quiet, it's, it's revolting. It's maddening. It's, uh, yeah, it's really quite painful. So I, yeah, I mean, more often than not, if I have the option to put white noise on when I sleep, then absolutely I, I will. I mean, we're going into autumn and winter now, and I'll be running a fan most every night if I God listen to this, Mr. Wee speaking for the Northern Hemisphere, forgetting about us <laughs> South Circumference and Surely Kentucky's in the same hemisphere. It's gonna be winter at the same time. <laughs> you don't know shit about Kentucky. <laughs> Alright, fuck it up. I apologize. On, yeah. Well, anyway, well, we'll talk about Kentucky in a minute. Maybe that'll be amusing. I don't know. Maybe that'll be amusing the podcast. Shall we talk about whatever? Um, I wanted to ask you more about your tinnitus. Does it physically hurt then? It doesn't physically hurt, no. Um, no, but it's just, just like a horrible noise that's... When there's silence, it's re instead of like a nice peaceful silence, it's like someone going... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I used to remember like the people... Still talk about it, um, but like if they kind of if they lie down and fall asleep, they can hear it like raining outside. It's very calming. I used to, I remember that as a kid. I used to love it. Um, mm -hmm. These days, it's just not loud enough. I can kind of hear it, but yeah, it's it, it will taught me. It's um, the quieter things get, it in, the, invariably the louder it is, and it's, it has this weird quality of the more you notice it, the louder it gets. Um, so if I'm talking to you or I'm doing anything, it's it doesn't exist. But as soon as it all kind of dries up, like when you uh, went to go let Christina in to start screaming, screaming away, um, the more I hear it, the louder it gets. It's 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 bizarre and it's really it's really tiring because what it means is for the way I've dealt with it, the way I need to relax is that you know I kind of always need something to be like stimulating my ears, and it's kind of exhausting. I mean. But, I see people, you know, people talk about like yoga and meditation and all that kind of stuff, not stuff that I'm not going to be interested in, but at least they kind of afforded the opportunity. If I do something like that, I'm going to start 
like peeling the enamel off my teeth after about 20 minutes because I need to be listening to something at all times. So you need to do you need to do like yoga with someone playing the drums in the back. Yeah. Like yoga. That's uh, or area. Yoga I, zone. I've found that, you know, with enough not doesn't have to be loud noise, but it can be things that would I think be distracting to other people. Um I actually get quite comforted around and soothes me quite easily, but I'm talking like yeah, so you don't you don't want the sound of rain then you need a tv program in the background do you uh well if i'm falling asleep though um if, if i fall asleep the white noise i'll get up is uh, is usually stuff like the sound of fans or industrial heaters or something like that um like mechanical noises um i don't know why it just seems to work it's a, a lot of whirring other people seem to not like it but for me that's if i hear that stuff i already start to get tired you know you associate it with well, yeah, sleep, I do associate associate it with sleep now, yeah, um, and it had quite an effective Pavlovian response because immediately I, I start going, oh, it's nice. There have been times where I've like I noticed there was one time I was a few years ago I was getting shit faced at a friend's house. Everyone <laughs> was uh, oh yeah hanging out in the living room and we'll we're off our fucking tits but we'd have to make trips to the garage to kind of pick up the beer and what have you and the garage yeah 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 bloody da i know right but i had to do the beer run and uh why well because we needed more beer and i just i don't know maybe i just i was just bored of watching i what must have been like mars attacks or something so all right i'll do i'll just get up <laughs> oh, stretch my leg then kind of you know sat still for a little while i went in there the guy had like his fucking dryer going. He's still doing his, you know, getting his chores done while partying because he's a fucking boss. Uh, but I went in there. It was all dark. Um, I was very high. Heard the tumble dryer. I was like, I might just sit down here for a couple of minutes. Maybe they can wait for their beer. It's fine. <laughs> what? And they, then they just discovered you fast asleep like 10 minutes later. No, it didn't come to that, but I did have to kind of like snap myself out. Pull like, yourself okay, out. Okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to look at my watch because I know I'm going to get carried away. God damn, if it wasn't soothing. I know what you mean to have that sort of, you know, call of like, oh, I really would like to go to sleep. But I've always sort of wondered when people are, when that is happening, don't you think, well, I can't, you know, I mean, I've heard people say like, "Oh, I'll just, I'll just sit down and rest my eyes," but you know that that's never going to work. You're going to fall asleep. Yeah, you're just sort of giving yourself the excuse, right? Yeah, yeah. You would never just like, I'm just going to sit here and not expect to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, I, okay. um, I've had moments where I find myself falling asleep in various situations, both like that and others. But I, I can't quite do it if I'm not like at home and I find myself falling asleep and obviously it's very powerful um, when you want to rest your eyes or what have you um, but if I'm not kind of in a place I'm comfortable with it, I find myself yanking myself out of it in quite a almost painful way because um, I will jerk myself asleep and I'm not in any physical pain but the uh, going from really you know really tired or exhausted to sleep to like trying to be awake force yourself to be awake is like not fucking comfortable yeah, that's interesting because I, I don't think I've ever had an occasion where I've fallen asleep without sort of intending to. Yeah, have you? No, I mean, if I'm in a, you know, in a public space or, you know, if I'm hanging out at a friend's house and I 
fall asleep before anyone else. I just an anxiety kicks in, and I just assume that while I'm asleep, I'm definitely vulnerable. No one's going to respect that I need to sleep, and I'm going to wake up with penises. No, no one's going to respect your bodily autonomy if you know. Exactly. I just assume there'll be yeah, like penises tipex to my face. So it's just never going to happen. I mean, tipex at the end of it. <laughs> well, after tipex, going to be out. A, a, yeah. They, I mean, there's going to be a, you know, I can't wash it, it. There's going to be a drawing of a penis on, on your face. Yes, but that's not the the worst sort of penis that is going to be on your face that night. You'll, you'll be raped. You'll be raped immediately. I should get some better it's, friends. That's how the animal kingdom works. First one goes to sleep. Boom. It's savage. Well, I was just wondering, because I, I remember them, uh, I, like in the 90s, discovering an Iceman. I think it's in southern Europe, the Alps or something. Uh, it was on a, a trail through the mountains, and they, they reckoned that the Iceman had succumbed to hypothermia and just gone to sleep. Obviously, you know, hypothermia does that. It makes you you know, sort of lose your wits a bit and just be mm -hmm. very tired. And you, you, there's not really much choice. But I, I just always, I guess as a kid, like, really worried about that. Like, this guy just thought he was going to sleep. Like, like he knew he was dying, probably. Oh, no doubt. Or he, or, he, or he was just, yeah, and if he didn't, he was out of it. But, like, they didn't explain it like that. They they kind of explained it so that I thought that he went to sleep. Oh, God. It's like so he cold. had a choice. Just, he could have lived, just, but he was dumb. <laughs> no, not even that. Yeah, like oh fuck this. Not even that. Like he, like he thought for some reason, like I'm just gonna have a nap. But then he died in his sleep because it was so cold. Like he'd made a mistake rather than chosen to do this. Like he, he'd have lived if he just powered through and be like, I'm just gonna keep on walking, keep on walking until fucking morning. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna get into you know what, whatever the Neolithic equivalent of a breakfast bar is and order you know a lovely hot grain drink <laughs> and a turkey drumstick because i'm a man <laughs> yes iron brew they definitely had that back then and i'm gonna have a bath in it <laughs> wake me right the fuck up oh tingles um yeah i don't know i i guess i just just your story of like wanting to fall asleep brought me back to the Iceman and as a kid think, you know, sort of almost being terrified. Like if I'm outside and it's snowy, don't ever be tired. <laughs> and if you are tired, like go, you know, don't fall asleep because you'll die. Every time I see the snow, I get very sleepy and I have to check that I'm indoors. Get very yeah, frightened. And it, I think I'm right in saying that there is, I mean, I guess it's not a phenomena. It's a well-established fact. Um, the human response to, Drowning is um, carbon dioxide poisoning. Right, okay. Uh, and there isn't actually a response to lack of air, suffocating. Uh, so if you remove the air from a room, you don't have the response of drowning, of being like, <clears throat> um, oh, you just go to sleep. Right, okay. Um, because there are there's certain instances of... I can't remember what it is, but there's an aircraft where, again, probably like 30 years ago, uh, there was a, like a full passenger plane full of people that crashed into the side of a mountain and everyone died. But before it crashed, it wasn't responding to any radio. It was somewhere like Argentina or something where there's loads and loads of mountains. Um, it wasn't responding to radio or anything, so they sent up like a fighter aircraft to go and look in the... 
cockpit and uh, there was like an air hostess like scrambling around trying to trying to control it but then she sort of like fell asleep and they looked through the windows and like everyone was asleep and they worked out it was some sort of poisoning where like people wouldn't have even realized it was happening they'd have just been like right, oh, I'm okay. so tired. Uh, and apparently you get that in some some type of tanks that use diesel engines. Diesel engines can suck up all the oxygen. You can find, you know, these instances of, like, tanks or submarines where inexplicably, like, really quickly, everyone's dead. Jesus. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah. I presume that's why they have the oxygen mask, you know, drop down automatically in instances like that now. They've obviously learned from that. Bizarre. Well, I don't know, because I think that I can't remember with the aircraft. I can't remember if there were oxygen masks down or not, um, or whether it would have made a difference because it was, like I say, it maybe was it a... co- what contaminated the oxygen tanks, maybe, or it... well, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine that you know the oxygen stuff like that would be a separate supply for yeah uh, for for situations like that. But maybe that's obviously a lesson they hadn't learned yet, a hard learned one, perhaps. Or maybe, I see, I, I can't remember exactly, but maybe it was a case of the whole cabin depressurized really slowly. And yeah, the oxygen masks did come down, but by that time, everyone was like in La La Land. Right, okay. Anyway. No, I'm not getting on a plane ever again. But is it. I don't even want to get well, sleepy again. I mean, have you, honestly, Damien, have you ever felt safe on a plane? Mm, I suppose not. I just, just, you know, I'm just very good at distracting myself. I don't, I'm not necessarily afraid of flying, but every now and again I get on a plane and I'm like, this one's going to be it, isn't it? I think at one point I'd counted all, all like the flights of my life and it was quite late. Maybe it was only a few years ago and it's like, oh, this is like my 13th flight. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, was pro- it might have been one of the trips to Mexico or trips back. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the one. I don't think, oh, I don't think I can do it. It's like 11 hours. That's a long time for things to go wrong. Better yeah, get really, really, really drunk. <laughs> Which is exactly yes. what I did. <laughs> yeah, you're always that passenger. I don't think I was too, you know, uh, I didn't make a scene or anything like that. But I would get I'm, I got hammered on I'm, those trips to fucking Mexico because it was BA and they had complimentary booze at the time. I don't know if they still do that for long haul flights. But if I learned that the gin was free, that was it. It was game over. I seem to remember See, that uh, uh, we had the uh, complimentary yeah, meals, on. but uh, <laughs> they gave me an extra one because every time I went up, progressively more shit face. They were like, should we give you some more food as well? It's like, as long as I can <laughs> still get the fucking booze. Thank you very much. And these yeah, ships are very tasty. to an accent you never heard. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows at that point? I don't know. It was a very short flight because I blacked out for so, <laughs> for so much of it. <laughs> I touched down with a hangover. <laughs> it was a very short flight because they had to divert to the nearest airport. <laughs> um, I've never seen the appeal of it. No, I do see the appeal of it. I lie. Uh, you know, yeah, like you said, you get shit-faced and then you wake up and uh, it's, you know, all that time. I didn't have to be bored. But it just seems like the worst place to get drunk. Oh, yeah. It's very restrictive. Like when I get drunk, I'm pissing all the time. Like Every drink I have, I'm taking a piss. Which is why I always make sure I've got an aisle seat. <laughs> yeah. I much Again, I much prefer aisle seats. Don't, you know, the window. Like, firstly, there's this thing called the internet. Uh, and it people filming more interesting landscape than this with, you know, without having to look through the 
PVC window that's like been scratched by a toddler at one time. Mm -hmm. Like some fucking somebody's like tried to do a swastika and then someone's like written over that and oh it's the worst planes I'd go on. It's that sense of freedom. It's important. When I had my emergency flight back in June uh, to Berlin, um, I flew with EasyJet to Manchester, but like half the plane wasn't occupied. So they made a big forum that because EasyJet's a bunch of crooks. What, what you emergency to, like... flight? Sorry. Um, when I went out to Berlin, actually, I came back after I got the call from my dad about his his dog uh, dying. So I flew back the next day. So I had to right. book a. Um, a flight very quickly so not like an emergency flight it was an emergency situation for me but the flight was obviously a regular one but half the I flight... thought you were when you said that I thought you meant there'd been a diplomatic incident I hadn't heard of where the Germans <laughs> said basically English that's enough now you've got to go we just, this is, we've had it we have had it I heard the boots marching down the streets you know and I was you know I was in West Berlin so who knows <laughs> I don't know, I was pretty close to Checkpoint Charlie, but I don't think I could get on the correct side quick enough, so I had to haul, haul ass out there. But that flight was interesting because uh, it was at like 60% capacity, and I hadn't seen that for years. So they they made you like, like book your uh, seat on the plane for a fee, no less, only to find out that the plane was was half empty almost half empty ah but um, you know you know when you book you you they make you i don't know uh, this for 100 percent. but when i've booked flights they bring they then bring up a menu of like choose your seat and the the minimum you can spend is like 14.99 but then there's like a secret little x in the corner where you can like not reserve a seat at all and be assigned a, a random seat and it's it's like a trick Right, okay. I didn't pick up on that. I just assumed it's Well, like I'm not how... saying it was there, but... I, I just assumed it's how, like, certain airline companies price their tickets. Well, so you have the, all the economy, economy uh, flights and what have you. Um, like, uh, Ryanair's yeah. a good one, because they'll also charge you for your luggage and that, this, that, and the other. The flight itself is very cheap, but once you add on everything else, it's still cheaper than, like, a good airline, but not by as much as you would have thought. Um, but these are typically things that would be included in the price of, a, like, a regular ticket for a respectable airline. Yeah. But, um, but I, yeah. it was interesting seeing a plane like that. Um, I made a point of having, like, my aisle seat and what have you, but I was in that middle uh, kind of section the, of the four seats, and I was the only one there. It's like, ah, guys, I know it's only going to be a 90-minute flight, but let's do a couple of laps in the UK because, I, quite frankly, I'm enjoying lying down on this plane. <laughs> Some of the best sleeping I've had. In the last ten years, it's not. It's the it's the most comfortable way to fly. The last time I remember that was like ten years prior to that, even longer perhaps. And that was that was a longer haul flight from New York as well. And it makes a difference um, if you mm -hmm. can fucking stretch out like that. It's really comfortable. You don't find yourself quite as you know cooped up and wishing it was all over. You just like, yeah. But yeah. unsurprisingly, it's the people around you that make everything shit. There it comes. <laughs> so, An yeah. Italian family, Damien. <laughs> oh, no. I'm better now. The doctor says so. <laughs> <laughs> My re-education was complete a long time ago now. I've told you, Damien, it's not Italians that you don't like. It's Dolmio puppets. <laughs> yeah. Do they still exist? Um, only if you YouTube them. No, um, I haven't seen... 
I presume they don't exist. I don't watch satellite television, and it'd be, it would be really <laughs> odd to see satellite a Dolmio. Well, cable, whatever the fuck it is, man. It's all it's all online now, anyway. But yeah, I would be Mega shocked. Wireless. I would be shocked if I saw a Dolmio ad uh, ad come up when I'm streaming or, or fucking YouTube or whatever. I kind of I'm kind of inviting it now. I want to see if it is out there. It must be. I don't think they've given up. You know. All, pos uh, all yeah. avenues for advertising. I think you could entice it by putting in a few keywords. You yeah, know, I think I'm a wank. <laughs> I was going to go with the pasta route, but you know what? Pasta wank. One of those is invariably sexier than the other. And I've got a lot of energy to burn off now. <laughs> oh, carbonara. It's all that butter, you see. Butter is useful. For those kinds of exploits. <laughs> Keep buttering, 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 buttering. Keep buttering, 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 buttering. Keep buttering, buttering, but. I was also going to say that. Have you heard of a phenomenon called the hum? No, I haven't. It is uh, essentially just. There are many, many reports. Uh, I think worldwide, but definitely in the UK and. Uh, North America, of people claiming that they can hear a weird hum that they cannot identify the source of. Uh, obviously, it's not like a majority of people. It's not like 50%, but like it's a significant number. And I remember reading an article about it, and the article said, well, it, it could be something really sinister. Uh, it could be people picking up on, uh, you know, security surveillance drones that, you know, aren't officially there. Uh, it could be mass tinnitus that is undiagnosed, or it could be the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiots. Now move yes. on. <laughs> what a delightful problem to have from my position. Is Shut up. Well, well, I mean, you know, like like anyone, I don't think this is like a, a very deep comment or anything, but sometimes I don't notice the noise the fridge is making until the noise turns off and the fridge has decided it's cold enough. Mm. And I get, I personally get upset when it does that. It's like, come back. I don't care about your defrost cycle. I, I immediately <laughs> stop masturbating and go over to it and kick it in the side. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just wondered if you came across that and, you know, in your tinnitus travels. No, I don't do my homework. I, I stopped as soon as I learned that it's kind of incurable. And it's like, oh, fine. Fuck it then. Well, I was going to ask you, I know it's, uh, you know, physical damage, but is there a psychological element? Uh, when you say, like, you know, when you're in silence, it seems to get louder. Yeah, I suppose like, so. Once, once you start observing it, um, it yeah. becomes more prominent. But um, it's definitely down to, like, a physical damage. Um, it does chill out if I'm... It acts up more when I'm stressed. It acts up uh, more if I'm drinking. If I'm going to bed, like, hammered, it is incredibly loud it's one advertisement not to do that quite so much um but I, you see I, I i've got a feeling with you as well damien that you're not being entirely truthful about the nature of your tinnitus okay like about being a, a ring well i just get this sense that actually it's yeah i, I pulling I, I, I sirens because of my no, fucking behavior no 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 I, I get that it's like stressful and you know, I totally believe that it's going on all the time. But I, I think even if you can't hear it, like you just hear a, if you actually like honestly focus and be honest with yourself, it's 
We like to party. We like to party. We like to party. And sure, that would send me mad if it was going on 24 hours a day. I definitely have earworms like that where I'm about ready to slip my fucking wrists. But uh, I don't know. If Vanga Boys came on, I think I would probably last a little bit longer. I get a li- I think that would be a little bit more fun. His last words were, the Venga boys tell me what to do. <laughs> they made me do it. <laughs> they find me wanted... uh, with a severed pig's head, my dick in the mouth. <laughs> he looked very peaceful because he, he suffocated himself in a car. He wasn't breathing ox- oxygen anymore. It's all the carbon That is a peaceful in. looking penis. <laughs> Flaccid. <laughs> Flaccid, but not, you know, not necessarily cold. <laughs> I had to hold the mouth open. I couldn't force it in. It was embarrassing. The mouth of the penis. Again, don't drink so much. It'll be fine. <laughs> I want to say that it feels like we're having two, two separate conversations, but also kind of like we're having half of one. No, I'm just trying to get some shit off my chest. <laughs> feels good to say this stuff out loud. <laughs> we'll use plastic because <clears throat> metal would be harsh on the skin. Oh dear. I, I, you know, as well, I've got to say that I didn't realise this before. Your Skype, I'm talking to Damien on Skype. I know the way that this is mixed, you think he's in the room with me. But uh, your Skype image is obviously Rinder. And I realised that for the last two minutes, I'm in like my little bedroom studio. I have been directing my conversation to the mask of Rinder. <laughs> And I feel kind of weird about it now. Like, sometimes I kind of forget what you look like. I like that. Does he talk to you, you know, at night when no one's around? Do you hear my voice now? Well, no, it's like now. I, I keep, I keep like, having this realisation of, like, oh, no, no, Damien isn't that camp at all. It's Rinder. Like, the, <laughs> the, the, the boundaries are blurring. I don't know. You haven't seen me in a while, but I have cut my hair short and it's peroxide blonde now. Yeah, and I do wear a barrister wig everywhere <laughs> I go. Well, I'm glad. Th- I feel flattered that you've kept that Rinder mask for so long. <laughs> yeah, it survived the move again. Yeah, it's got a, it uh, must have celebrated its third birthday not too long ago. Yeah, he's got a little crease in his the top of his forehead. and uh, Oh, that comes with age. Cheek now. Yeah, he looks a bit harder, actually, because of it. <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> He got hard. That's his time in prison. <laughs> if he wasn't pursing his lips all the time, he'd look pretty, you know, pretty tough, I think. Yeah, he does have that kind of serial killer vibe to him. <laughs> Let me lay down the law. Uh, he's got all those kind of delicate features and frame. So he's someone that doesn't rely on physical uh, strength. So he's re- he's learned how to use a scalpel very well. He knows exactly what cuts to make. What you mean? We're talking about in like celebrity death match. <laughs> Yeah, potentially. Grudge match, even. Celebrity grudge match. Do you remember that? I d- oh, no, I don't remember. I never watched that kind of stuff. You never watched that sort of stuff? No, no not at all. I mean, I, if I caught anything like that, it's when I would visit you um, back in Sheffield. That's like the only time that I'd watch, like, TV from a wire. Oh. Well, fucking la-dee-da. <laughs> Me and my Frasier box set. Yes, that's why you fucking said that shit all through school. I'd only watch the DVDs, don't you know? It wasn't to do with you not having, not having a wire. I mean, by, by wire, I got four channels on a, an aerial, and you had like, what? You're saying you didn't have any TV? You, it was just all DVDs. 
Yeah, like my dad had oh. such. I mean, I had it when I lived in London, but when I came, uh, when I moved up north, um, we never bothered installing satellite television. My dad um, had such a hatred of it. Um, so. I didn't have satellite TV. I had like the the bog standard plug your aerial in TV. Well, that's what I mean when I say satellite. Um, I, I didn't even have that. So I mean, the TV was for. Like the DVD machine and the PS2, and that was it. Every now, I had like, I think I had a little TV up in my bedroom at one point that I had that had its own like built-in aerial, and I managed to tune in like the you know the standard four English channels. But yeah, <laughs> and Channel Five. <laughs> yeah, but it was almost verboten. You know, if I came in and I was watching that, it's like, what, what, what is this? Child, you what should are be you watching doing? one of my Twilight Zone DVDs. It should just be white noise. Look at the static man. Yeah. Oh, no. You, man. You've Sorry. totally missed out. Boy. You totally missed out. I mean, there wasn't Rinder, but there was Loose Women. They had Frasier, but they also had uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, they had this thing on every day called The Right Stuff. I think it was on Channel 5. Uh, and it was like a talk, yes. a talk show. And it was just unbelievably like oh made you it made you want to vomit out of your ass and shit out of your mouth yeah um, but i think i, I gave it. that a nice wide berth it's something that i would kind of enjoy when i would visit other people's houses because it would just be like a nice half an hour 45 minutes of that and then i could just like divorce myself from it immediately <laughs> yeah and and then daytime tv they also had like the the real shit time it really starts, it was always like fucking absolute garbage from half eleven to about three. At least with the kids shows, it was like something. But like half eleven till three, the only people we are broadcasting to are uh, people who, for whatever reason, probably not their fault, their brains are running out of their ears. <laughs> the unemployed and, and the unemployable. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that could, you know, that could mean old people or, you know. It could mean a lot of people. <laughs> it could mean a lot of people. Um, it could be me because I definitely watched it. Uh, the best bit was Richard and Judy, which was often tedious. Their weather forecast was, um, their novelty was it was actually a guy on a, uh, I suppose, what would you call it? Like an artificial island, a very small artificial island in the middle of the Thames River. Right. And the artificial island was made to look like Britain and I want to say both Northern Ireland and Ireland Island. And um, it was, you know, like the joy of that was always like, fucking fall in, you cunt. <laughs> fucking fall in. Fucking fall in. And one day he did, and they wouldn't never stop showing it. Remember when Ian fell in? Prick. <laughs> but could you be yeah. sure it wasn't staged? So it was it like, wasn't, it was actually It definitely an wasn't staged. With a... It wasn't a pool, it was the Thames River. So oh, it was, right. it was okay. poison. <laughs> they wouldn't just do that. Oh, he never he resurfaced. He used to be like decontaminated after he came out of that. Right, so he fell in, but he never came back to the surface. Or if he did, he'd grown <laughs> like an did. extra finger on each hand. Yeah, an extra finger on each finger, and then an extra finger on each one of those <laughs> oh, fingers, no. and it just goes on forever. It just looks like... There's no booger he cannot pick. <laughs> he brings his hands up, but also they he... just look like hair coming out of his fingers now. No, all, all his fingers end up look, look, looking like uh, Hanukkah candlesticks. Oh. <laughs> they just go on forever. <laughs> He's really good at like sweeping up things with his hands. <laughs> I bet he'd be really good at climbing as well. 
Well, I presume like the t- the strength of the fingers is going to diminish with each iteration of another mutant finger, right? So it's probably not going to be that effective. I think his like the initial gr- his gr- the grasp of his, of his original hands is going to be good, but I don't see him excelling at climbing. I think he's going to he's going to like have two good handholds and then a lot of what looks like well everything flopping around, a lot of like, hair like fingers after that. That he's you know well, probably going to no, blow I, down because he's climbing up. They get caught. No, in his I understand. Mouth a it's still bit. it's still going to be a workout to climb. Yeah, for sure. It's not going to be like I'm not saying it, it, oh suddenly he's fucking Spider Man, but I mean it's definitely going to aid him in climbing. <laughs> I, I I'm not convinced, but I haven't seen the footage, so you know what I'm going to have to like defer to your better judgment here. I, yeah, I mean I suppose what's going on with his feet. <laughs> All right, so we had a good five minutes. Let's spin it. <laughs> what else did he grow? What other body parts could have grown? <laughs> Who is he? Oh, it's, the, it's the weatherman from Richard and Judy that I sort of like pretended to just like can't remember. It could have been um, Fred from How To, for all I know. I, have no, I also don't know what that is either. Yeah, you never watched. So you never watched like. Oh, shit, oh no, how to. Oh, no, hang you on. You never watched cartoons or anything then? How To, how to is. It's going to be old. No, this is... Um, I'm going to need you to jog my memory on this one. So, How To was a uh, a kid show, I like guess. Like an Art and Crafts thing? Sort similar of like, to like Art Attack, right? Sort of similar to Art Attack, but, um, but not always explaining things about art. Sometimes, it, you know, sometimes it'd be like, oh, there's a segment about what the perpetual motion machine could be. Right, or okay. Or is, the idea of that. Or like this is why snails live like this. So a bit more varied than right. So I want to say I, I I might have an image in my mind. I'm not sure if it's correct. So Fred from How to was he a bald guy with like librarian glasses? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of there, but a lot of it is eluding me. I've definitely right. watched it. So he's right. been pushed into the Thames as well. He's <laughs> reared out of it. He's walking like Just... a centaur now. <laughs> This is what? Because it's a centaur. What? Yeah, because his butt mutated. It's massively engorged, and there are two like, well, like legged like appendages that have grown out. Oh, of it. so you're saying that because I remember that perhaps the weatherman from Richard and Judy might have looked like Fred. Then Fred, <laughs> if it was, it probably wasn't Fred. Why would it be Fred? But Fred is thrown into the mix. Well, no, I mean the, the weatherman the is obviously of humiliated about his, you know, and. His furore on uh, Richard and Judy's like, well, the only thing I can do is like double down His the ship. <laughs> uh, Luke, if I make this commonplace, I push more people into the Thames. I'm not going to be quite so iconic, <laughs> and I can kind of live I in see. the shadows all over again. <laughs> so he's running these people. Me up. when I douse them also in shit. So he's like, de- anytime there's a gig comes up and he can interview people on the South Bank, he's like there, front and centre. It's like, please let me do it. <laughs> And he's shoving them off one by one in the hopes that, yeah, everyone comes out quite as creepily disfigured as he is. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what? Thinking about it, I, I'm almost sure I know where it was filmed because I must have gone there years later. <laughs> uh, I they think had it an was open prob- casket. <laughs> <laughs> he was he lying was fil- in state. He was a national <laughs> treasure. I think it was filmed in Canary Wharf. Right. Okay. And God, I've been. Why have I been to Canary Wharf like fifteen times? I've been there so so much that I would know my way around if I went there now. 
I think I've been like once or twice. Why? Why were you? I there? bet you went with me. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have just been in tow going, oh, them's, a, them's some tall buildings. Can we get drunk what? now? <laughs> what a fucking awful place. Sorry, okay. Well, did I win I'm, the mood there? That was a great place. Lovely. No, I was I was belching, but I'm trying to do it off oh. mic. So, you know, I want to reserve this for my, my ASMR channel. All right? I don't want to blow the good yeah. material. Yeah, don't, yeah. I'm just warming up right now, you know? When I get late later in this week, when I get a copyright from Damien, <laughs> a belch. I mean, I, yeah, I might own the rights to this already, so you know, be careful. I think that later in our lives, Damien, um, we should have a massive, like, utterly petty garbage, uh, very public on social media fight about who owns the copyright and rights to all of the podcasts we did. With me saying that you own them and you saying that I own them. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite happily to get down with that. I'm, I'm looking for any excuse to my shift the blame. My client insists he has nothing to do with this. <laughs> I'll change my name by uh, deed pile. It's fine. I'll go into to hiding. Get out of it, yeah. When we're, do when we're done with this, yeah, it's absolutely fine. I don't want anyone to know about it. I actually had an uncomfortable experience while I was outed at work for doing this. Oh, tell me more. Uh, this was a this was this was um, my previous job. Um, one of the dudes. Uh, oh the, no. Uh, well, he uh, it just hangs out on YouTube every now and again, uh, like we all do. But for whatever reason, I don't know why, it, uh, it started recommending the stuff that we were doing, and I don't know if that's because I don't know what how the algorithm works. But I mean, I guess I have an account on Instagram and youtube i suppose um it kind of linked with one of those i think maybe maybe both i don't know so it's well, drip but, but even though it was your account that linked i can't imagine you are clicking on these are you would you I mean? don't imagine you've ever listened to one of these podcasts no 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 but for whatever reason no. he's going through and i think like one of the frazier synopsis has come up and he's like this guy looks familiar <laughs> is that he's like, yes. like Oh, that's what he would look like without the beard. And then subsequently found the treasure trove of that kind of stuff. And I came into work one morning and he was just, and the first thing he said to me is like, would you still love me if my legs were carrots? And I was like, all right, I'm going to pay you 50 quid right now if you don't tell anyone. <laughs> just, I just need to go to the bathroom. And then you hear a wallop of your body hitting the concrete. I mean, um, it was an icy cold feeling. I gotta be oh, honest. Yeah. I felt through the. I felt like I was falling through the fucking floor. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, he, yeah. he was a good friend, and he was like, he got it that you know. But he he made the point of like checking it all the fuck out. I was like, all right. oh yeah. I, I, I've, I've never had anyone. <laughs> I've never had anyone recognize me or anything. And the nearest I've ever gotten to anything like that is, you know, like someone. Being like, what do you do? And me having to be like, oh, I'm, I'm a YouTuber. And they're oh, well, what? You're a YouTuber? Oh, what? Oh, my God. You're a YouTuber. Oh, my God. What's your channel? And then I, like, have to sell them. And then the next time I see them, they'll be like, I watched your video. And I'll be like, what? Oh, did you? Oh. And they'll be like, yeah. And that's it. That's all they'll say. Like, they thought it was awful. And I'll be like, 
I didn't want you to watch my video. Yeah, I, that's obviously the vibe that I got. I'm just like, yeah, no, I think it's cool that you do this kind of stuff. I think you said something about, well, you know, it's kind of nice to, you know, uh, hear a podcast where people are like deliberately like talking shit because that's kind of what it was supposed to be about and everything's in. It's like, okay, you don't have to, like, fluff me on this. Just, I know you know about it, but we have an agreement. You're not going to tell anyone. And to his credit, he did, like, <laughs> he, I think I got to him too late. He told one person or someone knew about it. And that guy was not quite as discreet. Um, he thought it was hilarious. Um, but he kept his words. So I, I kind of respect that. But the other dude, no. Like, telling other people. It's like, oh, please. But, um... It wasn't like they didn't kind of like ring me out to dry. They would just like tell people and like people would check it out and go, oh, man, this is like skin crawlingly bad. And they would be like, yeah, so I know about it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Thanks. I'm going to go back to work and we're not going to talk for the rest of the day. Thank you very much. Oh, man. Yeah. Dear no, man. no, you should be proud of yourself. <laughs> You're doing good work here. Uh, I've. Uh, even when I left work today, it's like uh, I had people come up to me and say, Oh, so you got the evening off. What are you going to do? And it's just like, Well, I'm not telling them I'm going back to podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm going to make a sandwich and do some laundry. Don't look at me. Go away. I'm going now. Bye. I think that, you know. Why do we do this if it brings us such yeah. shame? Yeah. No, <laughs> just about, yes, this is exactly what I was going to say. Um, yeah. I think that. Um, Originally, we it was meant to be kind of ironic that I was doing a podcast, right? Because like the first ever podcast we did, the uh, boisterous, the brothers. boisterous brothers, yeah. it was you know when I had like two hundred subscribers and was just you know digging into YouTube, it was meant to be like just filler, I guess. But also like like we knew that, and mm. therefore like let's just have a chat and. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, I, I enjoy them. I enjoy doing them, and I completely forget that it's really for public consumption. I mean, there's a little bit of fakeness where, you know, I won't I'll deliberately not tell you a story or something so mm. I can do it on the podcast. But I don't know. I, I like to think, if I'm going to think of it positively, I like to think, like, uh, to you, the audience, I'm talking like I don't think you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm not sure, you know, I'll buy my book or anything. I mean, just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is. Well, for me, it's a source of great anxiety. Um, but unfortunately, I did sign the contract, so I'm doing this for another five <laughs> years. Yeah. yeah. almost no money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Why, why are we still doing it? Well, I've... Since we've been agreeing to do this stuff, it's like the only time that I actually uh, call you and that we actually hang out. So I'm kind of on board for it for that. But oh no, we talk regardless. Of this. <laughs> I talked much. to you last week. <laughs> well, no, well we don't do this much, I suppose. Yeah, it was like the first time in two months. It's like yeah, of course I've got to lap that up. I haven't heard you heard from you in a while. Yeah, I I signed on for a lot of this stuff because I uh, I thought. Because I knew that doing this stuff would make me really uncomfortable. It still does. But I thought when I started doing it... Um, <laughs> you were a masochist. Uh, well, it's something, it's, it was, the idea was to kind of get out of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, somehow, I thought that would kind of be good for me. But 
this is what we've been doing we've been doing on and off for like five years and no i still get pretty stressed out when i when i start these things but okay and sometimes we've had a couple couple of duffers to be you know very generous i don't think so well everyone's golden i stand by this podcast I know you do, but you obviously, you know, uh, cut out. I presume you edit out the dead air, but there have been times where we've run out of things to say. It's like, for fuck's sake, will one of us say something? And I'm like, I, I start to panic. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't think you can, I don't think he can, like, jump through the phone line and give me a slap, but I am worried that something bad is physically going to happen to me now. <laughs> uh, go through the same process every time we do it of uh, enjoying doing it. And then uh, for like 10 minutes afterwards, I've been like, that was really fun. Mm. Uh, that's going to be a funny one. And then until I edit it, I'll be like, oh, dear, that was terrible. Uh, I think I might have to kill myself. Uh, and OK, I'm editing it now. And like, this is awful. And then like, I know it's shit, but it just makes me laugh. <laughs> and I know it's weird that all, I, you all, know I'm, all things my that... own podcast makes me laugh, but it does. I, uh... Yeah, obviously, how I'm shit housing it right now aside, um, I do get a little bit stressed out or anxious, at least in the lead up to it. But I do have fun while I'm actually doing it. <laughs> what? Oh, so that was dead air. That was the tinnitus. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Can't ever stop talking. That's when I start hearing that choir of fallen angels screaming a cacophony in my ear, and I can never sleep. And by fallen angels, you mean, we like to party. <laughs> Actually, ironically enough, they sing I Love Life. <laughs> but having been listening Damien, to that... your for... funeral's got to have that. <laughs> I hope when so. The coffin is lowered. What you don't understand is that every now and again, you'll hear, hear it, um, and it's kind of funny, but I've been listening to that song for 12 years now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I yeah, can't I make it stop. It's one thing <laughs> I'm curious about death, really, is I wonder if I will have a few moments of actual silence before I'm enveloped by the darkness. I suppose it depends how you die. I suppose so. I'll cut my ears off <laughs> and bleed out. <laughs> I mean, is that what you'd be worried about? It's like, oh no, it's... I'm going to die. It's quiet. No, I'm not, not worried about it. More, more curious. I want to be, uh, it's a, it's a great strain, uh, on kind of, well, on my mind, I suppose. Um, always hearing this stuff. I, I can't like comprehend what actual science is anymore. Um, so I'd be curious to know if I'd ever know that again. And the only way I can fathom it is just before I die. <laughs> I see. I see what you're saying. There you go. I am going to get myself another beer. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> All right, I'll be back in a sec. No worries. Uh, so yeah, where were we? We were, I think, lamenting the the very product that you are listening to. <laughs> I think we've done that every episode, though. So uh, shouldn't come as a news to anybody. So why do we do it? <laughs> And scene. <laughs> and then we make out. I, um, I have a... I'm sitting here with nothing but a moustache of memories of last night. <laughs> Woo. I have a, a tiny, in terms of interest, anecdote. Uh, I moved 
Uh, I'm now living in a two-bedroom trailer in the middle of Kentucky, in, in, kind of in the middle of nowhere, uh, on a street that has no streets coming off of it. And uh, I have neighbours, but it's very dark at night sort of thing. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> there are people around me, but it's dark at night. <laughs> <laughs> So what, they're not there or you're not there? I, <laughs> what are you planning? <laughs> I'm try- yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, anyway, it's it's nice. You know, I, I've lived here for about five weeks and um, I really like it. The, you know, the people are nice and I don't know them at all. I say hi to my neighbours, but that's it. I'm, you know, uh, it's quiet. Um, but when I moved in... I uh, found this place through someone I know, uh, and it was a great deal. It's um, it's a trailer owned by a sort of uh, an older lady, a, a widow. Her husband died um, last year, and I guess he owned I don't know a handful of properties, I don't know, half a dozen or something. I've no idea. Right. And she lives in one of them and rents out the others, and. Uh, she explicitly said she's not really interested in making money from them. She just wants to let people have them, you know, who want them, I guess. Okay. You know, so she's she's a pretty nice lady, as that ladies go. And anyway, uh, I, I found it, and it's a great price. It's like $400 for this two-bedroom trailer, and comparable places are like twice that. So I, like, jumped right on it. And uh, I went to see it uh, sort of the day before I was going to move in because I was like, I want to move in. Mm-hmm. And that's when I met her in the trailer I'm in now. She came to see it. The people who lived here before had lived here for eight years and she'd not been inside for eight years. And it was her first time inside. And I got there like 10 minutes after she did. And I've never felt more sympathy for a landlord. Uh <laughs> She, why is she, that? Was cl- she was clearly like very upset. Well, the first thing she said was um, the people who were moving out were still there because I was like meant to move in that day. And it was like, oh, it's going to have to be tomorrow. They were still moving stuff out. And the first thing she said to me, the landlady said to me was, see that pile of junk down there at the bottom of the yard? The guy who's moving out said that he's going to take care of that. And I said, fine. And then he set it on fire. <laughs> and I thought he was going to, like, remove it. And honestly, like, this this bonfire, it was, like, under branches of trees. It was, like, the most ridiculous place to put a bonfire. Um, but that wasn't even it. Just the place was wrecked. Okay. And there was what I have decided was chewing tobacco, it could have possibly have been shit, like on every wall. I'm almost certain it was chewing tobacco because I found loads of chewing tobacco canisters. And it was like shit would have been easier to clean off. It was just incredible. Like whoever lived here before had not given a shit. Okay. And uh, so a number of the doors uh, are, like, have punch marks in them. Or maybe <laughs> maybe marks where like someone's head's gone into it. Uh Every tile in the bathroom is broken. 
there was crayon on like loads of the walls. One of the windows had a pool ladder up to it, like they were using that as an entrance. Uh, so I think that probably there were like several occupants. Right. Um, on the bonfire, the bonfire has the underbed of the bonfire. It's kind of fascinating. It's like I'm a fucking archaeologist. The underside of the bonfire is a incinerated mattress. Uh, and then you've got like a whole computer. That's your kindling. Come on, man. You know how to <laughs> a make a whole fire. Compu- no, I mean, it's melted as fuck. Like there's nothing there left, you know. There's that. And then the, the, there must be a tarp or something. And then there's a whole computer that they've tried to burn. And then there's, I mean, things like batteries on the fire, but also things that would never burn, like like porcelain plant pots <laughs> and, and like mason jars and things like that. There's a whole tire with the metal inside that they tried to burn. And they burnt like a tiny side of it. Like half of the shit wasn't burnt. And I, I've gone through a lot of it trying to get it down. There's like, um, there's like a fucking basketball trophy with the dude's name on it who used to live here and stuff. Anyway, uh, it was a very interesting sort of mystery as to what happened. Oh, another thing I found on the trash was uh, loads of PVC with, with holes drilled in them. And I'm certain they were growing weed. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I set my garbage service up. Uh, it's all private. So basically, a dude comes around and puts some garbage in the back of his pickup truck uh-huh. and takes it to the dump for me. Uh, and anyway, I finally set that up. And uh, the guy came around was like this really nice guy, like 60 years old, like bald, but also mullet. <laughs> And says, and says, oh, it's looking, you know, in the Kentucky area, looking a lot better. It's looking a lot better. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was in a bit of a state when I came. And he said, well, before, the whole yard was covered in garbage. And uh, I used to pick their trash up before as well. And I, had, I stopped picking their trash up because they didn't pay me for months. And then the dude would just sit on the porch and stare at me. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I think they were probably on drugs. And he said, he said, oh, yeah, meth. And I was like, you think it was meth? He was like, definitely meth. Oh, my God. <laughs> and just, just that, definitely meth. Like, he was such a nice, nice guy. Like, the guy was like 60, like such a nice, like casual dude. But like the way he said it, it was so funny. Definitely meth. Weird um, Akron smell in the trailer pervades. I mean, I, I cleaned it. You know, we cleaned the walls. Uh, I've painted all the walls. Did you get all that trash taken away, or is there a police cordon now? I've got several bags of trash taken away, but there's, you know, a hillock of trash. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm... Go- you know, yeah, I'm going to have to buy a spade to, you know, shovel all the ash, for one. Uh, there, there's a lot of trash that didn't even get burned. There's, like, big police... Um, big police? Big kid... Like, plastic toys. Right. Um, that they put on there that... Never burned. There's, there's weird things like a whole deck of cards, like brand new in the uh, packaging that someone put on this bonfire to burn. It's very weird. Hmm. Anyway. Oh, maybe, the, maybe the deck of cards was intended as kindling. I don't know. Nice and papery. That would burn easy. You don't put Getting... kindling like on the top of the fire. like after it's. <laughs> you do if you don't know what you're doing. And I suspect that meth heads probably don't. Yeah, so... Another thing that happened here, which I like, I thought it was really cool, uh, was I was having a 
small campfire of my own, basically burning the shit that they left. Mm-hmm. You know, like tables and stuff, like that are half burnt. Like, thank you so much for that. Anyway, I'm burning the stuff, and I hear this scratching sound in the woods. And what is it? It's a fucking bear. No, fuck you. I was going to say a raccoon, yes. but a bear? It's a bear. Yeah, it's a bear. So do you need a rifle now to protect you and your family? <laughs> I, you know, I mean, no, not really. I just went, it wasn't bothering me, but I could hear it. And it was scratching the trees. Right, okay. It was pro- probably away? a black bear. So how far oh, are I they don't know. From, from the trailer then? Well, the, the forest starts maybe like 20, 30 feet away. That's pretty and close. It, it wasn't, yeah, but it wasn't at the edge of the forest. It wasn't close. It wasn't interested in me. Right, okay. You know, but I heard it. Um, so did so you ask cool. around the trailer park for about bear attacks? I did. I did indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bears around here. <laughs> Christ yeah, almighty. Yeah. Well, people just say like, yeah, that's a bear. Yeah, yeah. You know, look out, I suppose. It's part of your life now. Yeah. <laughs> Suit up. <laughs> yeah. But people have good advice, uh, and I really... All right, I what's really the do, best advice, then? I really, well, okay, the best advice is I really do like the Kentucky accent. I know this is going to come across like... It's not a good accent, but my take on it is... And the best advice is... Snake's not going to come in your house unless you bring Snake in your house. <laughs> what does that even mean? It, it's good advice. It means don't worry about snakes coming in your house. They're not going to come in. You, you know, you need to worry about like raccoons and stuff coming in your house. Don't worry about snakes. <laughs> but what about snakes? the bears? Snakes are why you cut your grass. <laughs> yeah, but what about the bears? Well, just, you know, walk away. <laughs> Lock yourself up. Fuck, you know. Um, yeah, so I like that, though. I like They're like sharks. They're... Kiss them on the nose. <laughs> really? That yes. works? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go, go, don't, go! Do don't it right punch now. Don't a shark on its nose. That'll just piss it off. You want to kiss a shark on its nose, so it's like, oh, get off me, mum. What, like a, a gentle, affectionate tap? Are we talking full-on Frenchie? Well, how long is your tap? Well, like you French your nose. <laughs> well, like, well, the nostrils get as much of its nose hole. into your mouth as you can, <laughs> and then run your tongue up and down. Good lord. I suppose with the smaller, more narrower sharks, you kind of make some mileage on that, but not a great white. You're going to look foolish, you mate. Get yourself a foolish. swordfish. You can gnaw up and all up and down the shaft. <laughs> Learn to tame your gag reflex, all right? <laughs> anyway, they're not going to mess with you. They're going to love it. <laughs> so... But I'm not really kissing this shark anymore. I'm I'm filleting it. Is that am I am I right in saying that? I mean, filleting it in the same way that a human would blow another human, starting at the the crown of the head, <laughs> sort of like an anaconda. <laughs> oh, that there you go. That's the anticipation as it, as the mouth slowly wriggles down your body towards your junk, and when they when you know the party really starts to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's that vor foreplay if you will foreplay I, is that a real I mean is, that is a real thing isn't it yeah well never mind we don't need to <laughs> go there I just know the terms for the love of god I just know the terms I don't look at this stuff what is it what other terms just vor vor yeah I think people would I don't know if it's necessarily a sexual king but are just kind of into P 
people eating things, not necessarily other people or other things, but yeah, just consuming, putting stuff in their mouths. That's what I understand, which is a part of porn anyway. I mean, I don't, there's a lot of confusion, at least for me. My targeted <laughs> take on four is oh, it's not that weird. My targeted ads are weird enough as it is. I can't afford another dodgy search. Is it all like uh, stockings and things like that? Absolutely, a lot of edible underwear, but with a lot of room for a big dick. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Every now and again, you know, I'm trying to like search something up. Uh, I'll have people in the room. It's like uh, you didn't see that. It's fine. I'm a normal person. Please like me. <laughs> Let me just forward this email to my mother. <laughs> and the virus spreads. <laughs> I know those ads don't work like that, but I'm always worried that they do. <laughs> so I refuse to talk to people online in case that's what happens. It's like, here's an email from Damien, but here's his browser history as well. Oh no! <laughs> I remember um, Tony saying to me he was looking at our friend's YouTube stuff and uh, saying that all these YouTube videos for uh, like women putting on stockings came up and that he should watch what he's looking at while he's uploading in his videos. Like Tony, that's because of what you were looking at. Yeah, buddy, come on. <laughs> It's <laughs> nice little unboxing video. No dear, oh dear. Well, everyone, you'll be pleased to know that Damien doesn't work at the place what he used to work at beforehand mm. anymore. Yes, it was a bit of a nice shit show to get away from. Now, which now where should I start? From? I, I, it was three months ago when I left. Um, things were getting pretty shoddy. In terms of staffing, everyone was kind of miserable, but there were a few wretched things that I, I cottoned onto. That now, I have a suspicion there was one handy Wretched man. things that you cottoned onto? Sell nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, explain. I'll, I'll do the background. I'll, you know, this is Kraftwerk. But that Kraftwerk's here. Hey, Kraftwerk. Yeah, yeah. Hello. 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 Nancy nice. Kevin yeah, good, nice yeah. Realize, yeah. yeah, that'll cover it. And then you, you explain and I'll do craft work in the background. Well, I don't know. I, how do I, I, I shit on this place quite a bit. Um, I can't remember what stories I've already offered uh, the podcast. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, there was one instance. Uh, obviously, so th this place, is uh, I found out, was uh, is owned by... Uh, well, they have two owners that would come in all the time, but... From what I found out, they owned uh, like two percent of the company, a much tinier share. Um, than you realise. Than than we were let on to believe, because they're uh, they're basically the the front people for an investment group and what have you. So what they're doing is they come in, uh, they assume these properties, and you know they build them up and move on. Um, uh -huh. So it was um, originally supposed. To, it was originally a labour of love for uh, between uh, the old owner and, and the old like executive chef and he was muscled out a couple of years in when they wanted to start uh, opening up new sites because the chef actually had decent ideas about uh, 
what how we should serve food and this big open kitchen with the the various grills and what have you and the old style barbecues that he wanted to kind of celebrate and serve the food that would that was conducive to that so they outed him pretty pretty quickly so everything since then um this was pre-lockdown and i i joined when everything kind of started opening up again so i i was working with them while they were paring everything down as much as they humanly possibly could mm-hmm. um and some of the um, well most of what i observed was um in terms of the cleaning and some of it was absolutely fucking dastardly now um it's a it was an open kitchen this island in the middle of a restaurant and people could sit around it this that, and the other so it had a it was also in a basement so it had a very carefully designed extraction system um which required it was an, it, it's built uh, and installed by a certain company and they would also offer a Chub. service um sorry Chubb? Chubb? Uh, no 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 I, I have no idea what it is i don't know it's kind of immaterial but they would also offer a service. Armitage Shanks. No, what's the uh, urinal cake thing? Uh, something Armitage. Damn it. Mariscal. Well, actually, uh, put a, a quick pin in this. I just want to run to the bathroom real quick because I've been busting for a little while. I'm going to talk for <laughs> you said urinal cakes and then suddenly. I yeah, I know. Cakes. The seal broke. <laughs> I'll be two seconds. I'll right. be long. Okay, no problem. I will do the same. All right, cool. So I'm sure you were some toilet news. <laughs> Actually, it was a pretty uneventful trip, which is nice. Well, you I know, didn't mean like this time. <laughs> well, no, no, no to- toilet news since I left um, in those last few weeks. No, I just uh, I was talking about um, how they were. I was going to elaborate on how yes. dangerous uh, and how negligent they, they were in terms of looking after their, their staff health. So the restaurant. Um, Self was celebrating a lot of old old style barbecues and grills and what have you. So the metro, there was so much smoke in that in that place. It was built in a, a basement, so it needed to have very good um, ventilation and extraction. So they had um, a very elaborate extraction system built by a certain company um, that installed Tesla. Uh, yeah, why not? But, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, hang on, I'm getting a fax, Damien. It's a cease and desist. Ah, well, I can stop at any point, please. I'm already bored of talking. Uh, <laughs> but okay, Thanos. Thanos. Thanos installed your extraction system. Yeah, but they offer a service to actually come in and professionally clean this stuff, um, like once every couple of months, what have you. Um, yeah, but I've so- heard that they outsource that to Siemens. Hmm. Well, that was the problem because they just. Um, it was an expensive contract, but it's almost obligatory in terms of uh, the letter of the law. Um, if they're not looking after it's, uh, this extraction system, it's going to pump out a lot of unwanted, unnecessary like chemicals and smoke into the atmosphere of the restaurant. Um, right. Um, I'm not sure what the market is for like professional cleaning stuff like that, but the contract itself was an uh, expense from the company, so they just threw it to the fucking wind. Um, it suddenly came to light because it was after like a year of like throwing this contract to the wind that it would like consistently fail. We had a devastating evening, at least for them, um, where the smoke alarm had gone off uh, 12 times in the space of like two hours. I was working in the back that, um, that evening doing prep and what have you, and I only knew about it 
because I had my headphones on the whole time, just keeping to myself, um, when we had to evacuate the building. Um, and it's a combination... What, did the fire, br fire brigade turn up and they were like, you'll have to leave? No, uh, it just got to a point where the uh, dining room was uh, just too full of smoke. Um, you were wow. struggling to see... It was, it was like in your smoke. eyes. Um, it? Yeah, it was in your eyes, but that was mild. But if you looked towards the ceiling, you know, like eight feet off the air, it was a thick belt of smoke that you couldn't see. Um, and that's the point that they decided to evacuate people. They were the managers were so convinced that they could kind of get this shit onto wraps, but because they were, uh, it was a kind of party restaurant for a lot of people because they knew that uh, the the owners were so lax about a lot of things, people would come in and fuck around. So the managers went up to up to snuff. So. When stuff like th this happened, they were kind of so deficient in their training, they really didn't know what to do. They were sending one guy up upstairs. Um, we had a... So everything was on in the basement. We had the... Uh, uh, what would you call it? The lobby above on the ground floor. And uh, on the right of that was this kind of shed type thing. It was these kind of grates. They looked like these... They were very inconspicuous stores, but they had a very special key. You go in, and that's where you'd find uh, all the big engines and motors to kind of you know maintain this uh, system but they just kept sending up this dude that didn't realize that once they managed to put the fire alarm on silent you had to go up there and either turn it off or reset it so they kept turning this alarm off and he would like flip the wrong button consistently so uh -huh. it wouldn't extract anything he'd go back down and as soon as um they reset the alarm it would obviously kick back in again um Presume right. uh, my my theory was that the, whoever it was was either high or fucking half drunk. Um, but the reason I found out later was uh, the smoke alarm went in the first place. Not because there was there's a lot of fire and smoke in the restaurant anyway. Uh, it was because um, the handyman uh, was doing maintenance and what have you. And because uh, you, the canopy you clean the inside of the canopy and you clean above it as well. So it looks like it's kind of built into the ceiling. It's not. There's a clearance there. And because it's in a basement just above uh, snaking around uh, this extraction thing is a vent that comes from outside. So it sucks in all the air from outside and blows cool air down into the kitchen and, and in turn the restaurant. But what that had been doing the whole time, because they only neglected one of the things that would be taken care of during this. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, extraction cleanup is they clean all the filters and what have you um, because they f completely fucked that. Um, they were too caked with, well, just crap and grease because the, the vents would bring in air from outside and pump it in through um, down into the restaurant. Now, where they, the, the first and most prominent mouth of the vent uh, is, at the, is like the north side of this extraction and just kind of to the right of that is one of the smoke alarms now what had been happening over the last year is it been pumping in all this air but along with that a lot of the pollution as well it's just in london air and as it builds up and builds up it just would accrue so um this guy had shown me he got got his little step ladder out and had, had me take a look at what was going on above it and it was just caked and this kind of like black fluff which is just the normal yeah it's well it's just in the air we breathe all the kind of pollution and microplastics and shit like that but this is supposed to be kind of cleared out once every two months and what have you but it's just been building up so much that when it would come in um 
it had nowhere to go because of the build-up. So it would simply be displaced and they'd get caught in the smoke alarm. Um, so we had a one Shemal Shepidim where, yeah, they couldn't switch off the, the, the smoke alarm for a couple of hours. They managed to silent it down. But every week we'd have the same problem. They couldn't figure out why. It's because, yeah, the smoke alarm is just eating this shit that's coming in from the uh, yeah. from the outside and everything that kind of breaks off from all that. Um and because of the way the extraction is designed in terms of the counters, if it's breaking off and like flying into smoke alarms, we can only assume that the same pollution is breaking off in various chunks and particles, both into the kitchen, the prep areas, and on the counter into people's food. So, uh, yeah, there's kind of not, he was, I don't know if it was Bluster when he was telling me this, but he was like, if, he hated the company as well because he had his problems with the the yeah. owners because okay. I think I, his pay was. But you don't think crap. he you don't think he was exaggerating when he said it was very dangerous. Basically. Oh no, I don't. I don't think he was exaggerating there. But I I am in two minds as to whether he was exaggerating uh, if he said that uh, you know if the EHO came in and they knew to look there and they yeah. saw that if they knew to look there, yeah, I see it what you're was saying. an immediate closure because of what it would infer about the safety of the food and the safety of the staff working there therein, really. Um, I did see it. Um, I personally, you know, when he wasn't looking, took a picture of it, just in case, because at the time I was so fucking fed up with this place. I don't know if, uh, I, I don't know if I was going to be an anonymous, an anonymous whistleblower and send this shit to them. I suspect that he was very because he was so angry, it was just a lot of tall talk. And they'd be like, eh, sure, we can't do anything about it. But they would be flagged up and say, like, you know, you've got to close the shit down. You either have to clean it. If it's, it's, uh, it would have been, a, it was on the verge of a catastrophic failure. Um, so you can either spend 20 grand uh, to, like, repair it now, or you can spend a quarter of a million getting a brand new one installed. And you'd have to close the restaurant for a matter of months for that. But they were like, nah, that's fine. As long as the only attitude was, it's fine. As long as no one knows to look there, we can just keep on as normal. Um, You've just described every work environment I've ever been in. Oh, yeah, yeah I know. Um, just as hey, I was you leaving know, You know, well. like, when I was growing up, right? Oh, sorry, sorry, not to hijack what you were no, saying. No, Go fine. on. Well, no, um, and I, I, as much as I've shithoused these people, um, I know one story I, th I, I think I shared was about this guy that um, sexually harassed uh, one of the KPs, uh -huh. a 19-year-old girl, and they simply re relocated her, and he was allowed yeah, it to... It was you, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. I believe that was consensual, and she was 20. It was different, but had its own fallout. <laughs> yes it did didn't it but uh <laughs> yes but he was still allowed to um quit on his own terms and it was very uncomfortable knowing what we all knew about the man and not only him but how the executives handled that just kind of washed it you know swept it under the mm -hmm. rug and what have you and we all had our own theories about that because we all suspected they were you know both consensually and unconsensually fucking and sucking each other but and oh, all of it as well. Like, why stop there? Fisting each other. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. loads of pegging. 
Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's, yeah, we can bring up Vore again. Um, you said that wasn't sexual, though. It can be, and it will be, at least with these fucking people. Um, but one watching. of them dressed up as a Dalmatian. It's like, oh, it's almost like a Shining deal. With the, uh, the guy dressed up as a bear. No, um, so, yeah, the, we were all kind of disgusted and appalled that we had to kind of work on that. But they did learn their lesson. Um, <laughs> there was a dude that was working with us. Did they really? Yes. Um, <laughs> and while we were all dropping like flies one by one, they were losing all their senior members. And I was on that train, but I was leaving at a different time. So they had to, they were scrambling to find people that would like step up to senior roles and what have you. And they landed on this dude who was obviously not fit for the fucking job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sounds perfect though. Uh, but they were desperate. I think their plan was to kind of look to me, but I made it clear that I wanted nothing to do with them. And I definitely didn't want any more responsibility. And I wasn't going to be kind of. I was never going to be on board uh, for any of this. I was never. Not so play when you when you say that this dude was obviously unsuitable, I mean, like, I was a well, massive drunken whoremonger. Um, again, that sounds perfect for a chef. Mm, well, well, they well, thought so massive? as well. I mean, was he? You know, was he like? Well, tell me. Sorry, well, I you know I, I keep going places, but that. Well, his, he'd like to spend his free time like almost straight from work in the strip clubs, you see. And he would boast mm -hmm. that, you know, he would spend 800 quid a night. And it's like, oh, how do you pay your rent? It's like, ah, I'm going to have to, like, steal something. It's fine. Yeah, you're going to have to. <laughs> you spend it fucking eight... What? Like, but, I mean, what? 800 a night? I don't know. That's the why? champagne room, baby. But why? Yeah, but... What uh, I mean, strippers are strippers really that interesting? Uh, like to 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 get into a financial jam for. For some people, apparently, sir. Uh, don't see the allure myself. Like, uh, like look, there I, are cheaper I ways. Maybe, if I went to a bar and someone was like, "Do you want a lap dance?" and I was like, "Well, look at me," and they were like, "No," but I give lap dances for like fifty cents. It's nothing to you, and I was like. I, I, maybe I'd be like, yeah, here's 50 cents, have a lap dance. Don't touch me, but yeah, give me a lap dance. And I'm just going to continue talking to Damien. But yeah, lap dance for me. I assume 50 cents gets me 10 minutes. Fuck it. Dance for me for an hour. Fuck it. Here's $2. Dance for me for an hour. Have an hour off. Hmm. It's um, something I never understood about the paradigm of going to strip clubs. It's like you gather all your friends up and it's just like, yeah, we're just going to sit and be really horny together and do nothing about it. Well, there's, from what I understand, you see, I used to say that, and then I had a good long conversation with a stripper, and uh, there are different types of strip club patrons. Of course. They come in and see, they ask about the extras. No, you, you see, I, I, I didn't really believe it, but, like, uh, I do. Uh, she was adamant that like, a number of people, especially regulars, would like come in with a condom already on their dick. Oh man, and, really? Yeah, and they would get hard like under their pants, and then like the stripper that they wanted who knew them would basically like, you know, like twerk on them and like make them come. Right. And they were ba like all like basically dry humping, I guess. Right. Call it. Yeah. 
Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And I've also heard from loads of people, like, you you know, like, that strip club there, like, any girl, $700. <sighs> Shit like that. And and obviously some of that's true, some of that's bullshit, but I, you know, they're there for a reason. Hmm. So they decided to land on this guy um, and put him on. Oh, sorry, Damien. <laughs> this is how strip clubs work. Uh, they, they landed on him, him for a promotion, promotion, and they put him through a probation period where they trained him up and what have you, and he gave it an honest try. Um, <laughs> you know, he, okay. I think he wanted to do it, but he just inherently wasn't like, responsible enough for the job the way he would handle his personal <laughs> life. So on the eve of like his you know, official promotion... <laughs> I think he had training one day, sort of like fire safety thing with a bunch of people. But like his next day, he was going to be officially kind of like sworn into the role. So he went out and got absolutely. Mulling. Oh yeah, he was going to be given his extra steak knife for his ankle holster. Absolutely. So what he, uh, yeah, got. Absolutely... I suppose that it'd be a thermometer actually, wouldn't it? That makes more sense. Tweezers. We were a fine dining restaurant. No, we Tweezers. weren't. Tweezers. No, we weren't. Um, but he got mullered and decided the best place to celebrate this would be going to the restaurant as a civilian. And one thing, yeah, he just came in absolutely fucking shit faced. And I think it's on the managers for kind of letting someone that was at that fucking drunk in, but he was there with a buddy, just seeking the fucking drinks and what have you. And I didn't see a lot of this because it was a busy evening. I interacted with a little bit. And there's a, some obnoxious behavior where he was demo asking yeah, for shots he... from like the uh, kitchen tequila, which we'd use to cook the prawns in or the mezcal for yeah. one of the desserts and what have you. And every now and again, you know, we would like pour ourselves, you know, a shot of this and what have you as we were working. But he was insisting we get pre shots uh, while he was thing. He sat relatively close to me and he was kind of demanding it in a really kind of aggressive way. He was like, okay, fine, but eyes on you, dude, be careful. And that, that was it for my interaction with the dude that evening until like the end of the evening where he comes in in the civilian coast just in, into the island and just like wants to hug all the chefs and what have you. And it's like, okay, uh, everyone's just like, okay, just, all right, you're too drunk, but all right, go. Next morning, are they... um, I come in, he's there as well. And it's nine in the morning, we're both getting started. And then I go, I go to look at my shits and bits at the back. Um, on the butchery section, I go out, uh, it's maybe quarter past nine, and, and one of the chefs is like, uh, have you noticed something? It's like, what have you noticed? And it's like, oh, um, uh, Alex isn't here. It's like, oh, why is that? It's like, oh, they've sent him home. Okay, well, why is that? The, the, that manager's had to have a word with him. It's like, oh, what's that? Well, so apparently, a case has been made against him. Someone was, uh, was, was uncomfortable with some of his behavior last night. It's like, oh no, what is this? Yeah. I'm kind of teasing it out. Um, he wasn't well liked by at least the people that were leaving, which were my friends. So like, kind of told you a little bit. So it's like, ah, oh, I hear it's uh, sexual harassment. And uh, other stories kept coming to light. Um, I, I remember seeing uh, one of the waitresses kind of approach, uh, uh, approach him at the counter, or like, basically just doing her job is like do you want food what do you want to drink this and the other and mm -hmm. uh he uh kind of 
a f- rather affectionately started stroking her thigh while she's going through her uh, through her spiel, and she doesn't you know doesn't bat it off or anything like that. Well, it doesn't even look uncomfortable. It's just something I noticed like that is kind of not yeah. on, but okay. No, um, it's definitely not on. Kept it to herself. And obviously went screaming to the managers almost immediately. Um, so as soon as he comes in, uh, yeah, um, he's sent home. He's on suspension uh, for having uh, having sexually harassed. Like, well, okay, cool. Well, I'm glad he's not here. I don't have to work with him today. Um, but I know what this company's like. I'm going to have to deal with this shithead in a couple of weeks. And knowing what I know, I don't really want to have to be friendly with him in my last few weeks here. And as the weeks go on, it's like, um, it looks like he's not coming back at all. It's like, well, why is that? It's like, well, because he's sexually harassed someone. Yes, but um, we know that you know this company is uh, is quite a joyful playground for that kind of stuff. So what? So what really <laughs> happened? It's like, well, okay. yeah, he's sexually one of the one of the waitresses. Yeah, but is that all that happened? Uh, no, because um, no. apparently a few other people came forward that evening. Would you like to guess how many waitresses did he uh, sexually harassed in one evening? I would. Um, eight. No, that, 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 that's too high. It was five. So they finally drew okay. the number, the, the line at five. During business hours. How many waitresses are there? Uh, well, I, I think the, the wait staff is, uh, would probably be like a dozen strong. And how, how many of them are dudes? Uh, I think it was like 50-50. Maybe, maybe, so, right? Maybe sixty forty. Yeah, I mean, most of them were were women. Yeah, but it took that many people coming forward in plain sight to for them to finally like do the right thing. It's like, yeah, you can't fucking come back. But I do suspect that uh, um, that might, you know, if if it was a bit more discreet, he'd have been happily allowed to fucking play around there again. One of the uh, chefs. Um, Bless her, Tom. She heard about all this, and she was the one that um, I think that KP had uh, immediately spoken to her after her run-in with um, what that fuckhead of a chef back. I think it was Christmas, um, and she said that uh, as this dude was going around giving everyone their goodbye hug, she was in the back doing like labels in the fridge and what have you. Naturally, had to go back for a hug there as well. But that time it was a bit more of a fucking hug. You know, this kind of a thigh was kind of raised. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Thigh was raised? I don't, oh, my God. Like a no, dog I'm, pinning I, you against the wall. Yeah, no, it's nothing quite oh, like that. Oh, no. I, this is artistic license at this point. She didn't tell me that, but she said it was kind you of... You had a chub on, you're, you're it, saying, perhaps. It was wildly inappropriate, you know. So we knew that there were at least five accounts, Jesus but she decided that so, so many people... Had like shit house this guy. It's like it's not. There's no point me throwing my hat into the ring. He's gone. I don't have to deal with it anymore. But there you well, go. Well, is there not a criminal case now? I mean, what the fuck? You can't do that. <sighs> well, presumably not, since nothing. It was else... one more slammer away from rape. Um, it was a lot of like hugging more than anything else. But it was well, I know. Well, cl- we close know to the tits, you know. A lot of like pressing up against each other. It's like well. It's not rape, but it's mm, these girls were clearly like saying no. It's also just like you fucking work here. Bizarrely, during the middle of my shift, I don't want a full body hug. Yeah, exactly. It's like I've actually got shit to do, and I'm not here to be like the. He was kind of a known quantity because the bar guys were coming. It's just like, look, 
all right, I'll give you one more drink, but you can't act like this is a fucking strip club. You know what you what you like doing, so just go there right now and stop fucking doing this here. And then he's like, no, just carry the fuck on. And I was too busy working away, but people, you know, everyone was kind of singing around me. It's just like, well, why wasn't this not this guy not fucking ejected sooner? But I don't know. Maybe it was to kind of ensnare this motherfucker. Um, I know they were desperate for stuff, but you know the people on the ground floor at least didn't like working with him. But happy to see that you know there was apparently a limit to formal complaints that could actually get someone removed for that kind of behaviour. <laughs> Fuck that fucking place. But again, it's only I suspect it's only because it was in plain view during business hours, and a much bigger thing could have been made uh, made of it. I'm sure the waitresses that came forward could have easily made that a lot more than it was. I think they were just happy that the guy wasn't coming back. Damien also told me the last day we spoke, which wasn't a podcast, that you had <laughs> done ingratiated yourself with the new kitchen staff, your new colleagues. Yeah, okay. Well, you said you alienated yourself. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, there's, yeah, but... there's not a story here. This is just me being typically aggressive in the workplace. Uh... <laughs> I think that's a story. Amuse us. Uh, well, um... Entertain me. Sir. I switched jobs, thinking that uh, every time... Well, every time I switched jobs, I think... I'll... Did you smack one of them, sir? No, 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 but I broke an oven. You broke an oven, yeah, <laughs> on one of their heads. Um, yeah. Well, they have a lot. Damien, you need to quit your job, you know. You I need do. To, I need no. I don't need, need to quit the job. I do that all the time. That's that was kind of where I was going. I quit the job all the time, assuming that next time I pick up a job, I'll be happy with the next one. No, it's the career I need to quit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not happy being working in servitude, really, um, but. Didn't build enough of a skill set or intellect uh, outside of that to accomplish that. So, and the money seems to be respectable um, after the sheer amount of time that I've been doing it. So, yeah, that's a, well, that's just something that I ha uh, have to kind of deal with on my own uh, for a long time now. So, uh, yeah, forget all that. Um, so, no, 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 that was fascinating. Tell me more. Uh, what about the crisis I'm having with my career? Um, Actually, no. I mean, I think you're in a good place. I mean, like, everything you said sounded, like, pretty honest. Yeah, I, well, thank you. Um, but I guess it's not kind of good for the podcast, but, yeah, we talked about it. No, it's it. great. It's great. It's great. We're going to make this into a mural. <laughs> a nice woven tapestry. It's just like my fucking sad bitch face. <laughs> 20 feet tall or wide. I don't know how tapestries work. I've never seen one. I just know it's a word. You've never seen a tapestry? Uh, oh, well, we will. Now I'm embarrassed. I'm going to say yes. To buy you at some point. <laughs> uh, they have a great tapestry. Uh, ah. Well, I, I, I'm all right. I kind of I've, I've worn myself into the job nicely. And I've uh, since I've decided quite how I'm going to dig my way out over the next couple of years. I've kind of acclimated myself well and kind of switched my mind off. But it was a shaky first few weeks and um, it was not standoffish, but I was very short-tempered with some of the bullshit. Um, in some cases, 
it's a food factory where I work, um, and they have this odd dynamic on the kitchen line where the person on the pass expediting the food will tell you how long the tables will be. In any like proper restaurant, it's usually left down to someone working either on a fish section or a grill section, anything that's cooking the proteins, the most expensive stuff, which, you know, depending on how people want their food cooked, dictates the time um, that uh, things will take. And I don't, to them, I was an unknown quantity, but I know that I cook fine. I know I cook very well and organized and this, that and the other, but they would simply, they'd tell me how long it would take to cook uh, a half roast chicken that had been taken off the bones is like actually I think you might have to leave this up to me and on a few <laughs> occasions they were like alright I'll tell you it's gonna we're at the, like the six minute mark okay um, and they'd be like alright we need it in two it's like let me put it up and I'd give them the chicken it's like oh okay now you need to probe it because we're not sure if it's cooked it's like I know it's not fucking cooked I said told you it would be ready in another five minutes please do not fucking undermine me um, don't tell tell me how to do this fucking shit. You're complaining it's undercooked, and I would I would have told you that if you wanted it in two minutes. This is why it's undercooked, okay? And it's like, all right, okay, just kind of like put it under here, crisp up the skin. I guess that's a good enough temperature. It's obviously it's pre-steamed, so the chicken will technically be safe. It's like, all right, fine. There's enough of this going on, but they had it during a Sunday night where they're asking for stuff, and they would an organized kitchen would call these checks in like sets of three so you do three tables at a time and they give you the numbers of what you need this set and the other so it'd be a couple of beef a couple of chicken this set and the other blah 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 um but these guys uh well the sous chefs there are much younger than me now they're like mid-20s so they're very they're, they're kind of overachievers and they're uh, people that have studied hard been to culinary courage and this set and the other but they some things are severely lacking in and some of them is how to kind of well command people for start and two, when they come to situations like this, they <laughs> they just kind of get a bit foggy in the mind. They're just like, oh, well, they have 20 chickens, uh, tickets on, so they just can't start calling. Uh, so you've got like 12 beef and, you know, fucking 40-odd chickens. It's like, well, yes, but what do you need now? They uh, like the experience. That yes. There's no like specific instance, but one dude was just doing this um, because he was calling these things badly. Where he keeps asking for one thing, then it's like, no, we need two now. Now we need three. Now we need four. It's like, well, yeah, but we have to get things out first. If you keep doing, giving me things in totals, I'll give you that, but we won't get anything out. But he doubles down on this and he's asking for food. And it's like, all right, I'm new, so I'm not going to save my piece. But I know I have to kind of run circles around this, but fine and he he doesn't know me so he's kind of doubling down as i know my way's right and he just keeps doing it. at one point we have a line that um it's, uh, it's built into the back wall so it has all the grills and ovens what have you but it's built into the thing so the, um the oven is at like foot level and you pull it out and this that and the other but it's very low down um when i'm busy the it's got a big handle that i basically just use my foot to close it when i'm kind of running around doing other things with my hands he just kept hand-pecking fucking away and while he's i've got my arm in the oven and they won't they weren't supplying long enough tongs so every time i put my oven in because it's low down i'm bur burning my arm every time i'm catching it on some of the rims and what have you um because you are somewhat drunk not 
I've been pretty good, actually. I, 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 okay. I, I saved just two shots. And it had been a couple of hours in, so I was basically dry. <laughs> okay. But he's n- nagging away, and at one point, one of the trays, as I'm trying to get things out and in at the same time and gotten caught, um, I just kind of slept and tried, lifted this thing up um, with apparently all the strength that was in my body. Um, just above the oven, you have a line that has these little containers in for things like salt, oil, pepper, all this kind of stuff that we use for cooking, what have you. And this, I slammed this ov- uh, oven shut, got one of the trays caught, and brought everything off this fucking bench. Um, and it's an open kitchen as well, and all eyes were on me for a couple of minutes. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fine. Um, go out and have a little toy. I understand that my behavior was not professional. I'm prepared to uh, try the scan at a later date, but uh, mm. it's that, that that was that that's kind of not untypical for a lot of moments in my career, but that's when I absolutely said that I can't do this anymore. And there was nothing that was te- technically wrong; it, could, it couldn't have been worked out slowly. But man, am I bored of these fucking people in these situations? What do you want to do? Oh, I don't know about that. Little... You must have an idea. Uh... You mean you don't want to be a professional YouTuber? <laughs> well, I was kind of no, hoping we... this podcast would take off and that would be like, you know, my cash cow. But... Like year fucking five, episode 100. It's, that's going to be the one. That's the tipping point. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, you must have an idea. I yeah, mean... but oh, honestly, I don't. I, I don't want to talk about that here right now. Okay. All um, right. Well, fair enough. Well, I don't know. I mean, that seems a little because uh, it's obviously quite difficult. I don't really want to do that on the podcast. Um, fair enough. Uh, yeah. So, new job, a little bit tough, but I guess it'll be fine. I kind of worried about some of the. The casual racism that's becoming a little bit too casual. You mean about the Italians? No, 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 no. I mean, there seems to be a joke. Um, we're a private members club. Um, that if a table of uh, uh, black people come in, I, I have to hear that, you know, get the fried chicken ready. And it's like, well... Jesus some... Christ. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, a couple would say that kind of under their breath. Can be like, kind of edgelordy. It's like, okay, I know... You probably know better. That's okay, right? Mm, I don't think that's okay. No, I I agree, but I can kind of stomach it <clears> for <throat> now. But like, I've had to kind of because one of them was a good, uh, it was a good friend of mine, and it's like I kind of kind of embarrassed. Yeah, a little bit, but it's like all right. So yeah. he was like, okay, yeah, but you know, it was kind of a joke. Okay, I can maybe accept that. But what you don't understand is like there is a sphere of other people listening and you can't account for how responsible for uh, these people are. And it was a weird kind of ripple effect after that had happened over the next few days. That joke was coming, coming surprisingly commonplace. But, but people really? that were, yeah, because some of the people, there are a lot of people I've worked in these places that were like outwardly kind of racist or homophobic. They know we all sit through like these kind of like diversity seminars in, uh, 
like it's well, like yeah. periodic training, part of the induction, what have you. And for people like this, it just teaches them how to kind of like hide it and what have you. But they're just kind of looking for so, you know something to kind of they like want to let, say it. Yeah, to kind of let off that fucking pressure. It's like all right, fine. I mean, I've said like dopey shit, not like necessarily in that respect, but you know, it's fun to say some You're nasty shit. You're really doubling down on that. <laughs> I can't remember what I would say, but I had a problem oh, with some of the people I worked I with. Remember? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's the biggest thing I've got, kind of got to worry about. Um, there's a, it's kind of gotten quiet for a little bit, but I know I want to transfer anyway to somewhere closer to where I uh, actually live. They um, have another site pretty close to home, but. I was, yeah, kind of looking for a way out. So it sounds bad, but please say it again so I could just walk out. That's fine. <laughs> Kick up a fucking stink. I, I mean, I understand that you are not like the supervisor or whatever, but like you got to nip that in the bud. Mm. Fuck. My God. I cannot believe that, that people are like acting and saying that shit in London. Like you'd think you'd be, you'd be over that black people exist by now. Hmm. I don't know. Some people just I... Jesus Christ! I'm I... a, you know, fucking hell. It's really odd. There were a couple of instances where I'd worked with kind of people that were they were talking about um, like homosexuality and well, any kind of you know non-heterosexuality, right? And she's like, probably yeah. a queer. And they'd be like, yeah, no, I, I get it. I kind of understand it. I'll accept it. But you know, you know, if my daughter told me that she was a lesbian. I couldn't like talk to her. It's like what? And they're talking to me about this stuff. And then the the, the fucked up bit is that they kind of turn to me. It's like, but you do the same, right? And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? What? It's like, yeah, you're with me, aren't you? You're with me. I think I was speaking to one. You're piece. with me. It's wow. Like, um, Fucking okay. Um, I was talking about recently. We had the Notting Hill Carnival here. And one dude was oh, yeah. speaking Ugh. to me, just like, because I, I thought, because I'd never been, um, I had the day off. I was like, well, talking about going down there with a couple of people, and so like, well, let's go check it out. Um, didn't end up happening. For can, can you fill people in on what the Notting Hill Carnival is? Well, no, because I haven't been. I know it's a big, but big, oh. big street party um, for the what, Jamaican community. I think it's a Jamaican thing. Um, and I was speaking to this one guy, and he's from Brazil, and they have obviously the big fucking like Rio Rio uh, carnivals and stuff like that. And he was telling me that you know, um, on my first year in London, what have you, I went down to that, and it's like, oh, it wasn't my kind of uh, uh, carnival. So like, well, what? Uh -huh. I asked him, so what kind of carnival is it? Well, it's uh -huh. uh, a Jamaican carnival. It's like, okay, um, what does that mean? It's just like, yeah, it's like. He didn't give me an answer. He kind of skirted the question. So like, so did you go? And I told him like, no. Um, uh, I really, I, I knew that you know massive crowds uh, aren't kind of my thing. I've, if I've been to like, I think I went to a gig relative, relatively recently. It's like I just don't kind of like being packed anywhere, like yeah. a fucking sardine. Um, yeah. And that's what I told him. It's like, oh right, but so you're saying it's like it's not your thing, kind of wink wink. It's like what? No, no, I just, no, don't get the wrong idea. I just like, don't be like, I don't like being around people. I don't, it's, I'm not saying I don't like being around those people. It's a very clear distinction, all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
man. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I remember that... Um, aren't they discussing cancelling that in the future because it was out of hand or something? Well, I know someone got stabbed during this year. Um, that was on the news. <laughs> I was talking to it was someone... a big celebration. They came back after uh, two years of the, the lockdown. They couldn't celebrate it. So it was a, it's a big one this year, right. apparently. Um, and I someone don't know. got stabbed. Well, I was talking to someone who, who would have gone to Mardi Gras, right? Yeah. And I was saying, like, well, what's the weird, what's the craziest thing you saw? And she was like, well, it was the middle of the day, and I was walking down the street, and I looked to the left through, like, this coffee shop, and there was a dude stood on a table getting sucked off by another dude. Oh. And she was talking about, like, you know, you look down, like, a corner, and, like, someone's fucking someone down there, and, like, people are, like, just, like, openly, like, blowing cocaine and stuff. And I don't know, like, it, it just sort of made sense when she said this, like... That's what a fucking carnival is. <laughs> like, like, because the Notting Hill Carnival I've been to, I think I've been to it twice, and, like, it's nice, you know, the, like, dancers and stuff, but, like, it kind of, like, I remember it dispersing kind of early, and, like, at the time where you were sort of thinking, like, well, you know, are we all going to get shit-faced then? Hmm. I guess. I mean, I, I guess, what's your definition of a party? Oh, I'm mad. I Oops, don't... Sorry, I dropped, dropped my phone. I've got to plug that back in. Fuck. It's all happening. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you all right. Yeah, sorry about that. Your response, Silver Play. Uh, well, I would say any kind of party would be getting shit-faced to a point that you you pack up. You, you know. Um, yeah, there's no kind of... Well, this. Like drinking, smoking, and snorting until you just kind of pass out, basically. Till you're fucking done. Or at least parts of you are done. <laughs> well, I, I don't even mean like that, necessarily, like, so hedonistic, but... I don't really want to, like, go somewhere and, you know, spend $10 on, like, a hot dog and stuff if we're gonna, like, watch people... In feathers. Hmm. Like, there better be something going on. I mean, dude, I think that's like the more kind of like common definition of a party. I mean, I think you know me. I'm quite happy. I'm, I think I'm happier in like the right company on a, you know, on a couch in, in front of a TV. You know, I'll definitely get shit faced beyond belief, but I, feel like oh, I don't yeah. want to be fucking outside. I want a controlled number of people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> outside for about. Six or seven minutes. Yeah. An hour. As long as there's no one around, you know? Have a smoke, have a piss off the balcony or through the railings. Oh, man, I'd love got. to piss off a balcony right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, um, another thing I was going to say about Kentucky is uh, my first day in Kentucky, which was months ago now, uh, two people in the same day... Uh, without any solicitation, told me the price of used aluminum cans. Aluminium. <laughs> I corrected them. They're not my friends anymore. <laughs> yeah, I spat in their face. Um, yeah, 80 cents. So, a pound. Very good. Yeah. And that's how I make my living now. <laughs> Just copiously drinking and somehow magicking up the money in between. Like the trade's all wrong. Like I, if I drink a can of beer, I can actually make money from that. 
Like, imagine that. If I steal the bear, then I absolutely (laughs) make money. As I speak to you now, I'm wearing a trucker's cap and a pair of dungarees, and that's it. <laughs> and a pair of I'm about to and boost shot- the liquor store as soon as I put the <laughs> <Yeah>. phone down. <laughs> it's all of shotgun. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Yeah. What's that brewing in your bathtub? <laughs> I don't know, but it's 90% proof alcohol. <laughs> I use it to clean myself. <laughs> and to see the face of God. <laughs> It worked for Van Gogh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, are we done? We are done. Yeah. Them's my stories for this month. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time or not, Damien's (laughs) colleagues. Oh, man, yeah. I'm outing some fuckers today. (laughs) (laughs) Bye for now. Goodbye.